Hello and welcome to Technicity Daily Market Report. This is our daily podcast where we discuss technical indicators in stocks, Forex, and crypto, and the macroeconomic factors that drive the markets. So how are the markets today, Fessel? Is that a rhetorical question? No. <laughs> I'm curious to know. Oh, man. I, I thought it was a good... I, I thought it was going to be a good sunny day in markets, and it started started well. Uh, started with Dow being up 400 points, NASDAQ being up a couple of hundred, S&B. So they've, they've been on a slippery path for the past hour and a half. Uh, hmm. I still still hope they rebound somewhat, but it's... Uh, so they're still in the green, but only just. Uh, Dow is up 0.2%, NASDAQ is up 0.5%, and S&P is up 0.4%. Let's move the clock backwards to what happened yesterday after weak market opening and the sell-off that ensued right after the open, and it continued most of for most of the day yesterday. Uh, all three indices, the Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ closed to at their lows of the year, with S&P 500 finishing below the 4,000 mark for the first time since March 2021. And the 521-point decline in NASDAQ was its 10th largest single-day loss in the index's history. In percentage terms, the S&P fell 3.2%. NASDAQ lost 4.3%. And it's it's actually at a uh, off by more than twenty percent, twenty seven percent, sorry, from its fifty two week high or the yearly high. In other words, uh, needless to say, that tax stocks have been uh, taking the brunt of the losses with 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 those with that reflected in the Nasdaq. Uh, borrowing costs are are becoming less attractive, and so are the tech stocks. Uh, the biggest U.S. tech giants have now shed over $1 trillion in market capitalization over the past three trading sessions. Wow. And by past three trading sessions, obviously, I don't mean the one which is going on today. Well, it remains to be seen what's, what's going to happen there. Among the biggest Makes losers sense. are a- Apple, uh, and Microsoft and uh, Apple has actually lost the most uh, at $220 billion. Amazon, Microsoft, and Tesla have all tumbled around that $200 billion mark as well. Kind of makes you wonder what it all means when that much yeah, presumed it, value can just evaporate, evaporate. so quickly. Yeah, it just, just goes to show that uh, this is more of a serious decline than some of the previous ones that I've seen. We have seen over the, over months and weeks yeah, before this. Uh, Federal Reserve has painted somewhat of a concerning picture in their uh, latest semi-annual financial stability report that I've been talking about on these podcasts as well, citing yeah. Citing concerns like the Ukraine war, the inflation, and the supply chain problems that we have been seeing uh, emanating from the pandemic and after after that. So all of these concerns are still playing out and uh, will continue to play out in the near future. Uh, having said that, 
you had mentioned that the Fed was trying to, I think the expression you used was to wind down the balance sheet. Well, yes. if I recall, they uh, printed a trillion dollars very recently. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, investors in the NASDAQ just paid for that trillion dollars <laughs> in the last three days. Well, uh, the, the thing is money has to go somewhere or come from somewhere. <laughs> it has to come so from, yep. It's a zero sum game in the sense that somebody buys and some somebody sells and somebody wins and somebody loses. So yeah. it, it's not that it actually evaporates in thin air. And there's always a winner and there's always a loser or there's always Seems somebody like who's buying. So there's always some, uh, some, someone who's losing. So yeah, that's pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty much the name of the game, right? With and they that, called it a market. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's gotten so automated over the years and al algorithms kind of taking over markets. So, with that, what happens is usually moves like these, uh, the selling selling pressure as well as the bullish momentum kind of get magnified because 80-90% of the markets run on algorithms and they just kind of magnify these moves. Right. It's not just some brokers writing down on paper and, you know, uh, selling the stocks on New York Stock Exchange floor or something like that anymore. It's... Everybody is sitting in front of a computer filling in the orders and then, you know, the algorithms just... Yeah, this over. is not the 80s. <laughs> no, it's not, certainly not the 80s. And and uh, that that's what we see when these kind of move moves come in, they kind of get magnified. Uh, that's why yeah. they get magnified. That uh, makes sense, actually. Yep. Uh, I want to look at what oil is doing here currently. Oil has actually dropped. It dropped to below, oh, no, not below actually, just ab above $100 and it's trading at 101.80, which is also currently the support level in the daily chart that I see. It has touched its next, you should say the next, uh, next target, which was $100.40. And if this weakness persists in today, it, we, we're looking at looking at going down to 99.25. But if it bounces uh, from the support level, we could see it jump to 104.60 and 105.70 in extension. Right now, it's just uh, consolidating around that support level. Quite a bit of congestion there that we see right now. Uh, so, uh, we'll, we'll see how the markets go because Dow just tumbled into negative territory. So all that, those gains of, and euphoria of 400 point gains at the open has just vanished and the risk of sentiment has, is back in play as we hit 11 AM hour here. Also want to see what, what gold is doing here. Oh, gold! Gold has dropped quite significantly today. It's it's trading at eighteen forty six right now, uh, and it's it's below. It's penetrated the support level of eighteen seventy one that I was talking about. It has touched its next target of eighteen forty that I already mentioned last week. I believe it's looking to hit eighteen thirty next, and. The action in gold and oil that we're seeing right now is pretty much reflective of 
the dollar strength uh, that we have been seeing for for weeks and and, and months now, especially in this year. And uh, I think oil is kind of caving into that relationship, inverse relationship with dollar strength here, too. Makes sense. Looking at some of the pairs, I I posted a chart of uh, USD JPY earlier. So looking at the USD JPY chart, it was uh, it was following a bullish trend line, which is just uh, which was where it was trading earlier. It came out around one thirty ish, and looking at the price action in the pair right now, it seems to have bounced off that. It's trading at one thirty thirty eight. Right now, uh, on the top side, 131.25 has been rejected as a resistance twice. So that would be the level to watch if this bullish trend continues, which it seems to be shaping up right now. In in the immediate vicinity of the daily chart, I do see a, a resistance below that, which is 130.65. So that needs to be penetrated for this pair to move up to that 131.25 and make a third attempt on taking it out and continuing the bullish run that we have seen and the where we're seeing in the four hourly chart that I posted for going back all the way to early April. Looking at some of the commodity currencies right now, uh, after some some of some gains earlier in, in the day when US markets open and it looked that risk appetite might be might be returning with all the buy the dip uh, investors coming in in Earlier in the day, have uh, have kind of given way to um, bears taking control once again of the market, and commodity pairs are again weakening, have weakened significantly, and the daily gains that we had seen overnight, they made against U.S. dollar have have evaporated as they uh, continue their bearish moves against the U.S. dollar. Uh, U.S. USD CAD is trading at 130.27 right now, perilously close to its intraday resistance of 130.35, and it's moving close to that as we speak. And if the stocks continue their their weakening moves, it might just take that out. It looks that the bullish, little bit of a bullish sentiment that we were seeing in European stocks and early U.S. trade have uh, given way to to the bears once again, and uh, the overall market conditions that we have been seeing over the past week uh, have just reinforced themselves. Let's see what cryptos have been doing. I was pretty excited watching them, watching a nice rebound in in Bitcoin, Ethereum, and most yeah. of the cryptos earlier today. They have given up half of their gains at this point and again it's more because nasdaq has slipped from a nice point five point six percent gain to uh to negative uh being negative point two percent or point three percent as we speak so bitcoin is currently trading at close to thirty thousand nine hundred dollars it had earlier rebounded to thirty two thousand six hundred after after slumping to below 30,000 uh, overnight, which was a huge support level. And it was expected that there would be some kind of a rebound here. And there was earlier on. We were going to see if that holds at all or if it was just uh, 
just a dead cat bounce, uh, which it seems to be what it was right <laughs> now, at least for sure. Uh, and in the daily chart, if if at all Bitcoin has to make a recovery, it now needs to overtake that thirty five thousand level, and it's well below that. So uh, bears are strongly in control. Uh, and the overall uh, medium-term momentum is bearish as well. We just want to quickly look at what Ethereum is doing as well. Same action. More than half of the gains have, have evaporated from the earlier high of 2470 or 2460, I would say. It has come down to 2335. And earlier it it went below its significant support of $2,300, and it was rebounding from there as well. Uh, there are still a few hours of trading left, and so we, 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 we could still see how things shape up, but right now it it looks that the bearish sentiment is, is just taking control over the markets once again, uh, and that's what things look like. Uh, just want to quickly tell you about what happened on uh, uh, since we're on the topic of cryptos. Uh, what happened on on weekend? Remember, we were talking about we rarely see how cryptos usually crash on on the weekends and how they did. It mm-hmm. was because of the algorithmic stablecoin called uh, UST or Terra UST, uh, the Luna Foundation which uh, issues that stable coin and uh, it's it's an al- algorithmic stable coin in the sense that you know it's created by it, it's automated in the sense that it takes care of demand and supply in, in an automated way and it's created by destroying right. a sister token known as luna via smart contracts and it Basically, as I said, evens out supply and demand for USD, uh, symbol for the Terra USD stable coin. When the price of USD is too high, users are incentivized to burn the sister coin Luna and create new USD, which increases the stable coin supply while also decreasing the amount of Luna in circulation. And once the amount of Luna in circulation drops, it becomes scarce, which makes it more valuable transferring right. the value into UST and that's how the algorithm works. And that's interesting. And vice versa. Uh, when new Luna is minted by burning UST and other algorithmic uh, stable coins that Terra supports. So but these are under ideal conditions, ideal economic conditions, I I, I should say. Uh, what what happened over the weekend was that uh, when everybody starts to sell in panic, uh, then uh, uh, this is what happened, and it kind of lost its uh, uh, what do you call uh, lost its peg against the U.S. dollar, and it dropped to as low as sixty point six zero, which is drastic for a stable coin. Yeah, uh, that's not good news. <laughs> that's that's not good news, and that's. That's the kind of contagion effect it had on the wider crypto markets, and that's why we saw a huge sell-off in uh, hmm. over the week or over the weekend. Because I was just digging into what what really happened over the weekend and why what what was the factor behind uh, because oh, the mac- because the wide the mic- macroeconomic conditions and and factors were already 
there for the past many weeks and days. So I was I was just digging into look what what actually happened over the yeah there had to be more to it than that to create yeah. such a, a such, such a wild kind of uh, wild kind of move so uh that was probably uh one of the major reasons for that crypto mini crash huh. over the weekend and uh that's what it looks like right now in the markets uh it's all red right now my friends Going back to yesterday's advice to maybe step back from the keyboard, give uh, the uh, give the trading a rest. I would I would certainly stick to that advice for myself as well. <laughs> yep. And uh, you know, uh, it's way way too volatile right now. No kidding. Unless you have a huge risk appetite, or do you just uh, trade like nerves. A, uh, Trade like a betting machine, then by all means go ahead. <laughs> but uh, watch, watch your um, play. Uh, invest, sorry, uh, according to your risk sentiment, uh, your risk profile. Uh, don't take undue risks and uh, let things settle down. If, if at all you're finding it too hard to navigate, that's Absolutely. that's the one one best thing to do. Just take a step back. Not losing is also a form of winning. It's always winning. It, if you're not losing, you're, you're always winning. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Thanks, Fessel. I appreciate your insights and analysis as always. Please join us again tomorrow for more up-to-the-hour market conditions. So hopefully you can make better and more profitable decisions. Happy investing, everyone. Have a good day, everyone.